Thanks for joining us on our C3 Edinburgh podcast. We really hope this message inspires and encourages you in your life with Jesus. To find out more about our welcoming and vibrant church community, please check us out online at www.c3edinburgh.com or find us on Instagram or Facebook. Keep in touch and be part of the story. Now enough from me, you've come to hear the podcast and be blessed. Hi everybody. You know, may know me from such things as singing Lisa. <laughs> I love that. Summertime. Summertime and the living is... And everybody's on holiday. <laughs> Where's that church gone? <laughs> and we're in the Hilton Hotel. <laughs> yeah, it's a... I love it, right? There's, there's a, it's, I'm really excited to be back at our normal meeting venue in the Surgeons Hall next week. Am I alone? No? I was like, no. No, we've got great things to come. There's some really brilliant things that are going to come in the next year. We're going to start some new things. We're going to take some new ground. Mm-hmm, new ground. I think I've got a song in my heart today. <laughs> I've got a great word to preach today. We've been speaking the last few weeks. We've recorded it out. Well, you wouldn't know because it's it's a cake because it looks like a cake, but it's also a football pitch, but we've been speaking the last summer vibes, they're called coaching sessions and they've really been speaking to the leader inside of you to stir up something, fan into flame, to stir up something that's within you about where are, we, what, where are you going and what is there that God wants to unlock for you in the next season and what are some of the passageways, what's the route to get there. So... I think Nathan's been preaching pretty harsh. Am I right? <laughs> like, like, oh, jeez, <laughs> I don't want you to say that to me. I'll get, like, prickly. But sometimes it's good to, to go a little strong, right? So, but, but I don't know if I'll do the same. I, he's like, you should say this. I'm like, I don't think I could pull it off. <laughs> uh, I can get super grumpy. Nathan's like, Lisa, people get scared of you. I'm like, why? But I don't know, apparently they do, but inside I'm just a softy. <laughs> but I just want to, I think we've got a little bit more to pull from this message series. So um, I've got a word, the title of today's sermon is accept, comma, with an E, E-X-C-E-P-T, although I think A-double-C-E-P-T also works, just playing with words there. <laughs> Accept, comma, that you can. Accept that you can. That is the title of my message. And it kind of, it partners with, just uh, overlook Nathan's, uh, a few which have been brilliant. But a few weeks ago I spoke on See the Win and it partners together with that because it's about getting victory in your mind in order to open up the possibility to see and raise expectations, to raise your faith of what God can actually do before an athlete goes onto the field, they have to have a reasonable expectation that they're going to kick some butt on the field. Otherwise, they'll walk in there, you know, that game psychology, and they'll, they'll have a defeatist mindset and it will influence their play negatively. And I think when we look at our city, God has brought all of us here to influence the city of Edinburgh 
or if you're passing through, to take something from here and take it to your home. But if you don't see it in your mind that God actually has a purpose for you, you go onto the playing field with a... It's not... I don't think it's defeatist, but it influences your game. If you don't actually think that you will ever lead anybody to Jesus, it influences the way that you interact with people. But if you do believe that God has placed you here on earth to be a blessing to others, to bring sight to the blind, to bring freedom to the captives, to bound, to bind broken hearts and to lead people into the knowledge of how good God is, then that will change your game. Am I right? It's going to change your game. So, so much in our walk and our effectiveness happens between our two ears in this cerebral space. So I think I'm going to tap that again because I think there's something more in that. So today I'm saying accept that you can. Accept that you can. You can do it. And I remember I've given birth. I'm not going to the details, but (laughs) I've given birth three times. Thank you. Please, no. Please don't. I'll say this. I feel like a superwoman because, man, that is hard work, right? It is hard work to do that. And uh, first you're like, ooh, I think it's happening, and you're all excited. And then when you have another baby, you're like, oh, wait, I remember this. This is terrible. <laughs> the first, like, I've been there before. But there's, um, there's this thing where your body is just designed to do something. And it is your form. It's how you are created. You're, this is the way that we populate the human world. So, But there's, you don't want to do it, Right? You actually don't want to do it. Where's the epidural? Where's the this? Where's the gas? I'll take everything, you know. And uh, there's so many women who have this story of, I was in the labour suite and I got up and I packed my bag and I said, I am out of here. <laughs> I changed my mind. I do not want to do this. I've And people will actually do that. And they're like, I'm getting out of here. You can do it, but I'm going home. I'm watching some Netflix. I am not interested in doing this. It's like your whole brain goes, I don't know, I don't have it in me. I don't want to do this. This is awful. It's, it's also a glorious gift. But, you know, at the time you're like, but this is a crazy thing. A midwife will gather around and say, great, let's prepare the birthing suite. Because when a woman is at her weakest, like, I cannot do this, that actually means it's about to happen. And it's this fight between what you think you can do and what you are designed to do. And I think that captures, you are designed for more. You are designed to be effective for Christ on this earth. And sometimes you will have a wrestle between your cerebral experience of, I don't know if I can do this, or, you know, doubt, or all these different things will come in. And I want to say to you today, like a midwife would say to a woman in labour, no, it's except you can. This is how you are designed, and I want to say that to you. If you've been fighting this, I want to say to you, accept you can today. And I think, you know, I'm just, I'll share a little about myself because that's the only material I've got. So there's <laughs> no more birthing stories. But Nathan and I, you know, we moved over to the UK and our financial situation dramatically changed. And uh, we weren't quite making ends meet. Let's just put it that way. And so we had this uh, little bit of credit card when we needed it, when we needed to get tyres, we'd put some tyres on there or we'd run out of money and, oh, man, monthly pay is like <laughs> literally the worst. Five years in and I have not gotten used to that. Fortnightly is better. 
That's just my... Uh, but, uh, and so we ended up with a few thousand dollars in Australia without an income stream in Australia. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, this is, this is crazy. You had this ballooning personal debt. And I, okay, I'm like, this, God, this has got to change. Praying for breakthrough, looking at opportunities and what we can do. Which the Lord has provided for miraculously and also asked us to partner with him so there's not like boom and then the money it's like no work hard and get that stuff done right and so it's it's not crazy like out of the sky it's like you know honor the lord with your wealth stuff but the thing is we were at a point where i didn't really see that that would ever be dealt with and so i said i i just i couldn't actually see that I would ever be free from that. And it's like, it was a burden to carry because I couldn't see in my mind that there would be freedom from that. And then I accept that, accept that we can, accept that God is the God who brings the victory, accept that the God is the God who gives me wisdom over my finances and skills and intuition and the ability to produce wealth. That's what the scriptures say. And I think as well, and we have actually come out of that. So praise God through hard work and through being disciplined and saving and all that. So praise God because sometimes you feel like there's no way out except that there is. You think you can't do it except that you can. So I'm going to say that sentence a lot, this preach, because it's a, I'm preaching to some mindsets here. I think other things, all right, running for more than 30 minutes. Don't think I can except that I can. So wait until the end of Catch to 5K with my trainer, Ailey Young, and she'll take me there. <clears throat> May hit through your masters. Am I, am I feeling you? I don't think I could do it, except that, you, except that you have. I've got two of our brilliant superstars over here who've just handed in their dissertations, and well done, except that you made it. You did it. What about something a little more personal when you're dealing with a deep grief and you think, I just am never going to get over this. The Lord is whispering to you today, accept that you can. Accept that you can. There's nothing, there's no difficulty or challenge or mindset that he can't pour the oil of heaven over and bring a fresh perspective. Keeping on going when you're struggling with stress or depression or anxiety, you think there's no way out, accept that you can, accept that he can for you. I had this, uh, I guess the reason I'm speaking about this is because I'm walking through it at the moment. I'm at a reflective stage. We're coming up to five years of having the family here in Edinburgh and uh, four years as a church meeting together in the King Khaled building, our other um, the space where we started meeting together. And you think, wow, God, there's been, there have been so many things where I thought you know, actually what it is, is the deceiver trying to rob me of my confidence in God. And I, I read this week, you know, I was looking at the Garden of Eden, I was kind of staying in that space a little bit about the deceiver um, coming into Eve. You know, she, he sowed doubt and disobedience is what he sowed. And it's not that Adam and Eve, when they took the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, it's not that they just had doubt and disobedience, they also put their faith in something else. They put their obedience into someone else's word. And the, what God is asking of us is to put our obedience and our faith in him. And I remember, I've shared this before, it's not that private, but it is a bit private, so don't publicise it. But 
I had my pastor come over from Canberra and uh, I sat with her in a coffee shop. I don't always cry, but this, on this particular occasion I cried and I thought, I had this thing in my head, uh, you're not called. And I thought, what the heck am I doing in a foreign country with three small children if there's no calling? Like, what am I doing? And it wasn't that God hadn't called, because actually I had written, I had journal entry after journal entry of the Lord paving the way, but it's just that the deceiver had put doubt and, and disbelief in my mind, and that voice was louder for me than the voice of God. I see this with Jesus. Oh, well, I'll come back to that. I do see a lot with Jesus, so. Sometimes we're really super weary. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes we're really super weary and we've run out of steam. And we th- maybe we thought we could do something, but we can't. We, we just, it seems impossible. There is a way with your Heavenly Father that this thing is going to crack open for you. I've got this Psalm 119, uh, verse 28. Sometimes I feel like this is going to come up on the screen. My soul is so weary... Well, that's what it says, so my soul is so weary. I watched this, uh, all right, we'll come back to it. Has anyone ever heard of a lady called Lisa Harper? Yeah, cool lady. Yeah, cool lady. Uh, I watched a testimony from her. She's a US lady. Uh, She's in her 50s. She talked about going through menopause, so anyway, I was like, that's an age gauge there. I watched a testimony for her. My soul is weary, sorry. Does anyone else ever feel like that? God, my soul is weary with sorrow. Is it just me? Then look at this, holding on to the promise, strengthen me according to your word. That word, man, if I could sum up my preach, it's in that. It's the word. It's the strength of God. It is holding on to the promise. That's the punchline, but we'll get there a little slower just for fun. Lisa Harper shared a testimony. She was on a very long journey to adopt a child and uh, she was a single woman and she said, you know, I've I've, I want, I'd like to do this, and, uh, but I really want a child that if someone didn't adopt them would otherwise be, have no chance at life. So she, she ended up finding an adoptive, an adoptive mother who was pregnant, who had a substance abuse issue and uh, wasn't really capable of looking after herself and everything. She edged closer and closer to this adoption and she, after years of looking at different options, she, her hope rose within her and she she felt hopeful about it and about two weeks out from the adoption from the birth and then the adoption she had a call from the people saying yes everything's going well everything's going good and uh, she just was feeling great that this thing she had prayed and yearned and believed God over was going to come to pass and then not only uh, a few hours later she got a phone call and uh, she was kind of beaming and uh, she heard the person back from the adoption agency and they said, I'm sorry, Lisa, it's not going to happen. And then they told her the reasons, which she didn't disclose. But for whatever reason, the bottom fell out of the plan and what had been a hope just evaporated in a 20-second phone call. And she said she sat on the sofa of her house and wept and wept and was kind of paralysed with this wave of news that was huge for her to receive. And uh, her phone rang again. Her dad answered, it was her dad. And she thought, oh, I better answer it because he's just going to keep bugging me if I don't. So 
yeah, anyway, and her dad said, I'm sorry to call you. I know you're having a great day and you've got good news, which she didn't muster the courage to actually tell him what was happening. He said, I'm really sorry, honey, but I've been diagnosed with cancer and it's all over my body. It's in my lungs. And, uh, you know, hung up the phone and her mother called shortly after. Mum and dad are separated, but... and. Uh, said as well, I'm very sick, it doesn't look very good, all in the space of one day, you know, and you think, it's just not possible to, it's, it's just not possible to make it through that, except that you can, you know, it's a testament to this human spirit, but it's also the testament to the strength that God has put within us, and the crazy thing was, she had a preaching engagement. She's an itinerant minister. She had a preaching engagement 15 hours after receiving the, all this news. And I just think, man, how do you keep going when that pain is so real? It's not fabricated. It's not, this is like the real, this is real stuff. This is really tricky stuff. And, uh, and how does she do it? The Lord strengthened her. She held on to the promise. She said, God, you've spoken a word over me and I'm going to hold on to that, that I will be a mother. So she held on to that promise and then allowed the Holy Spirit to bring the oil of gladness over her sorrow. And I think for me, sometimes I feel a little like that I don't have the goods and I struggle with not feeling great every single day. And then I think, God, how am I going to do this? How, you know, I've, man, the prayers I've said to God, you'd think they're crazy, but, oh, Lord, well, you know. But I think, except that I can, because greater is he that is within me than he is that is in the world. And, you know, God, the scriptures say in Hebrews 12, to run the race with endurance. Isn't that amazing? Just there is more strength in you for the battle than you even are aware of. And sometimes you got to call it what it is. You know, it's the deceiver robbing you of the word of God. That just like I had had prophecy, I had scripture, I had words from God. I had it, our journey to plant a church was seven years in the making. And I had confirmation after confirmation after confirmation. But in that moment... That's all gone because you can't remember it and all you have is the whispers of doubt and disobedience. But you just got to say, no, I will not listen to that when the word of God is my strength and my sword. He has become my salvation. You know what, I'm, you know what I mean? It's just like this wrestle. Now, the reason I'm sharing is because it is a, it is a wrestle of like, I'm exhausted sometimes, but God his well never runs dry, you know, and I think, God, there's no hope for me, I'm not, I don't, you know, and the scriptures say, when I'm weak, then his power is made perfect in me, so actually when I'm weak, then I'm strong, so I've got to get out of my head that I need to be all together in order to fulfill the call of God on my life, and the, I know that there's other people here, you think you need to be more together than you are, but that's not actually the case, who you are is enough for God to use you. Because when you are at your weakest, then he is strong because his power is made perfect in you. I'm like, that's good, right? Yeah, I'm just speaking what I know. So, whew. I love this. Oh, wow. So, I didn't bring my glasses, so I'm just struggling with the text here, even though it's like 50-point font. Oh, jeez. 
Uh, okay. <clears throat> I love this. You know, Jesus was tempted. This are just a few things I've been stumbling over as I've been. You know, his first temptation was bread. So he was not, he didn't eat for 40 days, right? And, or drink anything for 40 days, which is not the first time in scripture that's happened. But normally people would die, you know, not like unless the Lord has done something pretty cool. Normally people would die if they didn't eat or drink anything for 40 days. And so it's not surprising that the first temptation that he faced was the devil saying, see this stone, just say to it be bread and, uh, you know, therefore eat and be satisfied. And I love that because that's how I feel, you know, in those moments of like, oh, giving up God. And uh, it's like, yeah, what you need, you know, that voice of deception says you need sleep. You need, well, this is true. Sometimes you do need sleep. But you need an excess. You need a lot of Netflix. You need, you need a lot, you know, you need a lot of donuts. That has happened. <laughs> I had to battle through that one. So you need a lot of substitutes. You know what? He didn't say there's bread. Go and eat bread. He said substitute bread with a stone. Go and get a substitute for the thing that you actually need. And what did Jesus do back? He used the word. He used it as a weapon and he held on to it as a promise. You know, I'm not going to live by bread alone. So I don't, what you think you need, which is more time, more balance, more boundaries, more, you know, nights out, more substances, more distractions, more excuses. It's not actually what you need. Those are substitutes. What you need to keep on going is the very word of God. That is what will give you your sustenance, the depth, the substance that runs deep. Is that all right for me to say? Yeah. I love that. I think, you know, I also thought this week, and Scott mentioned this before just in random thing is, you know, the Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was so deeply troubled. Uh, he was just shared a meal with his friends, four glasses of wine, maybe five, depending on, I don't know, <laughs> sung some songs. One day we're going to unpack that because it's very beautiful, what the songs he was singing before he walked into the grave, walked into the Gethsemane, but he sang with his friends from the Psalms, a prophetic psalm with full knowledge. He just said at dinner, so guys, this is actually what's going to happen. You know, you're going to deceive me. I've got to go through all this stuff. Take my body. This blood is the blood of the new covenant. And he goes into Gethsemane. You know the story is, leave some friends and they fall asleep. But you know when you just need some pals around you? You're like, don't go to sleep. Don't get caught up in your own stuff. I just need a friend right now. Except that God is always enough. God is enough. And he was under so much pressure. He was under so much stress. You know, the scriptures say that he actually sweat blood, which is, you know, so much pressure. And you know what he said? I've got it here. Let's pull it up. <clears throat> because this is one of the most powerful scriptures that show us the life right with God. Going a little farther, further. Could be father, but it's further. Father? Okay, moving on. He fell to his with his face to the ground and he prayed, My father, if it's possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not what I will, but you will. And in that moment, you know, if the devil sows 
doubt and disobedience, he sowed faith and obedience. That demonstrates intimacy with the Father, calls him by name, demonstrates faith in the purposes of God and obedience, not my will, but your will. And that is how we can accept that we can. That is how we move into that. Knowing the words, knowing the promise, holding on to the promise and laying down, not my will, but your will, God. That's great, right? That's great. Kind of going a bit... Oh, look, I've got so much time. I could talk forever. I could talk forever. Sometimes I am inclined, like I've, I've kind of alluded to, you know, there's this beautiful psalm. I love it. It's one of my favourites. It's from Psalm 16. It says, The boundary lines for me have fallen in pleasant places and I have a delightful inheritance. And I remember, over the, especially when I became a mum of three kids, painfully, but that's another story. <clears throat> I remember I was at a conference thing and we had a speaker, some of you may know, called John Finkeldy, great guy, an Aussie guy who's led a really big C3 church and it's kind of, it's very helpful, very great guy, super great guy. And uh, he was talking about balance and he said, there's no such thing as balance or something to that effect. And I remember going, no! Because my whole life is a perpetual pursuit of balance, of like juggle parenting, juggle ministry, juggle work, keep the house clean, everybody's eating healthy and I'm, I'm going for a run and I'm doing this and I'm trying to study and I'm trying to do like all these different plates that we spin that uh, this is the truth. As we get older, it just gets more complicated. That's kind of, that's the truth actually. But when we mature in Christ, we become more equipped to manage that complexity. It doesn't get less complex. We just have, we're disabled. We've got the strength of the Lord within us and we're able to manage that. And uh, sometimes I will draw boundaries that they haven't fallen in pleasant places. They've fallen in safe places. And I want to challenge you a little bit today. Sometimes if you feel that you can't do that because you're drawing boundaries around your life saying, this is what I can do because I can't do that. I want to say, accept that you can, because if the Lord draws the boundary, then he equips you with everything you need to walk in that pursuit. And he doesn't, you know, the scripture says, doesn't tempt you more than you can manage. So he doesn't, doesn't pull you into places more than you, he then equips you to manage. So live a little, you know, live a little bigger. Allow the Lord to draw those boundaries in different places. I think our culture is trying to encourage us as people in the pursuit of balance and wellness to say no to things. And I think, you know, the scripture says, in Christ is yes and amen. Sometimes if it's from God, you say, okay, well, if it's up to me, it's a no. But just as Jesus, not my will, but yours, God. Not, if I could, I'd prefer not to do this thing that makes me feel uncomfortable. But in fact, it's the very thing that you're designed to do. Not my will, but yours, God. Hebrews 12, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares. 
And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher or the perfecter of our faith. You're never doing it alone. Fix your eyes on Jesus. You're never doing it alone. With Who, with the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame. Is that the same? Scorning with shame sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. If it's God's will, it's not, you can, you can. If it's God's will, you can. If it's God's will, you can. And every thought that comes in your head that says, you can't do it, whether it's doubt, whether it's pursuit of balance, whether it's all the different things, if it's God's will for you, you absolutely can do it. I want to share from 2 Corinthians. He said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. This is what I said before. My power is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness and insults and hardships and and in difficulties. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. That's a great verse, right? That's like, that's how to do life. Just for Jesus just getting the words of Jesus, holding on to Jesus. I love this. Yeah. It is going to get more complicated, but you've got it in you. You've got it in you. Complicated because sometimes you're managing uncertainty. Complicated because life is hard. Complicated because relationships are messy. But you have it in you. You've got it in you. You think, I can't accept that you can Accept that you can. I'm going to finish it there. I've got a few more things. I'm just going to finish it there because I just, just I hope that's okay. Just a little bit of sharing from my, from the journey of allowing the Lord, yeah, just allowing the Lord to do that work. Let's stand.